Hello. Sorry that took so long. I was like getting all my stuff together and then I spilled my fucking water everywhere. And so then I had to move everything. Rachel and I watched the weirdest Christmas movie. Yeah. It was so bad. It was called, I think, The Family Stone. Oh my gosh. It was so weird. Okay, do you have any questions before we start? Um, can you tell us what questions you're going to ask us? So that we, can- <laughs> <laughs> we needed that prompt like three days ago to think about it. I know. I was uh, actually going to ask today, like, can you give us the Google Doc? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to What the Hell Do I Do Now? I'm your host, Genevieve Henderson, and I am so excited that you've tuned in. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, send it to your friends and family, anyone who resonates with the things we talk about. So, here we go, y'all. Hope you enjoy. I'm so awkward at the hellos because it's like (laughs) (laughs) Um, today we have two of my very best friends Tracy Webster and Hannah Heisinga Um, Tracy is reporting to us live from Miami and then (laughs) Hannah is in London so it's nighttime for her but so excited to have have us on all in different time zones and different areas of the world so welcome (laughs) Welcome, 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 welcome. (laughs) So I wanted to kick us off just by sharing um, what you're doing now, kind of where you're at and how you got there and either can take the floor. Perfect. I'd kick it off. Uh, So I'm currently an account manager for a market research company. And so essentially I am the liaison with connecting the insights that my company has with corporations like Caesars Entertainment, L'Oreal, and our whole goal is to help them find out why consumers are purchasing their products or why they're not um, and to provide them with data to back it up. I've been in this industry since graduation. So coming up on five years. Wow. Wild. Wild. We're old. <laughs> I work for a startup. So my role it has many titles, but on my LinkedIn, I am the director of media. But essentially, I'm just like working on business development and heading our partnerships, basically trying to find ways to monetize our products as much as possible. And yeah, I've been at this job for since we graduated college. Basically, I found it because my brother-in-law owns the company and I joined like part time right out of college because I wanted to move abroad. And so I couldn't find a job in the U.S. that would allow me to do that. So started working for this company, moved to Sweden, decided to get my grad degree, and all the while just stayed at this company <laughs> because um, why not? And yeah, and we're doing well. So that's that's how I got to where I am. I, I think, think it's funny. I do want to touch on how I got my job because 
that was one of the parts I was freaking out about so much. Like senior year was coming up. Everyone kind of has a general idea of, you know, what they want to do for their first job right out of the gate. And I was really involved in real estate club and I went to a happy hour. It was March, um, March of our senior year. So around that time when everyone's scrambling and this guy was like, yo, let me hook you up with, I have a friend. You said your major was marketing. Um, I'll just make the connection and let things go from there and fell in love with it. And I'm still in it. So I think definitely if you are that age, just take, take those opportunities. They it might end up being nothing or it could be how you start your career path. Yeah. 100%. I can, I can agree with that. Like when we graduated, I went on a like six week trip in Europe and I was like, the whole time, everyone was like, wow, you must be having such a good time. Like, this is amazing. And the whole time I was so stressed because I was doing absolutely nothing to figure out my life after and just trying to pretend like <laughs> everything was good in Europe. <laughs> like, the second I got back from that trip, I was like, wow, I need to start applying for jobs. Like, I, I'm graduated. Like, it's done. I'm in June. Like, it's time to go. I have no job prospects and I'm trying to move. <laughs> back to Europe in a month like I like this is not good so yeah basically I reached out to everyone I knew and was like trying to secure just anything um so making those connections is crucial Han I would love to start with you if you would kick it off talking about what right after school looked like I know you said you traveled for six weeks um we started the trip in Germany kind of how you got from there to Sweden and so forth? Honestly, I don't know how I, like, I don't know if I can put into words how I got from like point A to point B, but essentially I I always knew I wanted to move abroad. Like I knew that going in, I was like, I'm going to find a way to live in Europe or live somewhere not in the U.S. for a significant amount of time. And I just didn't know how to do that because I actually hadn't traveled that much prior. Essentially, I just decided Sweden would be the easiest one since I have citizenship there and started looking for any sort of remote opportunity I could find um, across every platform. And then, yeah, like I said, my brother-in-law, he wasn't my my brother-in-law at the time, but he was like, well, you can work part-time for this like it's a little side hustle I'm doing and I can pay you like minimum wage and I was like I'll take it like let's do it (laughs) (laughs) and um, obviously that has now grown into a pretty big operation and stuff like that but at the time I was just grasping at straws yeah my ex now but who I was with at the time we moved together Uh, which made it a lot easier because he decided to play sports in Sweden. So we actually made that transition together. And I'm so thankful for that because I don't know if I would have, like looking back, I'm like, I I like to think I would have had the guts to do it by myself because I think now I would have been able to do it by myself. But I was so afraid to take that leap because when you're playing sports, you realize you don't really do anything alone. You're doing it all with a team. Um, And you always have like 18 other girls going through the same thing with you. And that was my first time kind of doing something absolutely by myself. I had no friends, no community, nothing. And so he was kind of my life support in that. Um, So yeah, so moved to Sweden. And then I decided it because I did not know what I was doing to get my grad degree. (laughs) 
And I was like, this will help stall time a little bit while I pretend to get my life together. (laughs) But yeah, so that's sort of how I moved abroad and how I'm living. I'm still abroad now. I know I would always say I would like use it as a subtle flex. I was like, yeah, my best friend's living in Sweden, like going to school there. It's it's just casual. Like it's no big deal. Um, So now now everyone's like, oh, that's your Swedish friend. (laughs) No, it was fun to see that. It was like, we were all vicariously living through you. It was, it's definitely, and I feel like this a lot with like everyone's lives, but especially my life, it's like the grass is always greener on the other side because I saw you guys all stayed in Charleston. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like, why did I not do that? Like, I would be so happy. So every moment in Sweden, when I was like in a low, I was like, why did I do this to myself just to be like, Ooh, I'm living abroad. Like why? Like it's not worth it. All this stuff. So I feel like I really learned that living over here that the grass is always greener, like where you're not. You Did you find it. that first year was super hard to adjust to the different customs and just their way of life? It was more so I didn't realize how much of an introvert I am because I found it so hard to make friends with soccer we're literally forced to make friends and we don't have to actually try because you're just pushed together and you spend so much time with these people but I wasn't in a scenario like that and I wasn't doing school the first year so I literally was working remote and was doing nothing like just hanging out with my ex and I actually joined a soccer team that was how I made friends (laughs) It, I swore after graduation, I was not going to play soccer again for <laughs> like ever. Like I was like, it's not for me. Like I was actually, I feel like one of the rare few that when soccer ended, I was like happy. I was, like, I was like, good, this has been toxic in my life. Like I'm happy it's over and I can, you know, grow into other aspects. And I was like, I'm not going to ever play soccer again. And then six months in Sweden, I was like, all right, <laughs> let's get on Facebook and try and find some and yeah and that's sort of how I actually met people which is ironic how is that experience playing soccer in Sweden compared to playing soccer in the U.S. for you then it was different because I was playing on like basically a rec team uh and it was actually hard because it they weren't very competitive like it was all fun and games and I was like okay guys but let's win uh but going into sophomore year of college I actually was in Sweden for the summer and played on a division one team there and it was it's really different it's much more technical a lot less physical so in the U.S. I'm I would consider myself a technical player but not a very physical player whereas in Sweden I was maybe one of the more physical ones and one of the least technical ones so it was weird how the roles kind of flip-flop based on um, where you are but Uh, a lot of the girls I was playing with actually were playing in the U.S. Like they were at University of Miami. Um, One went to University of Florida. And so it was cool to kind of be like, oh, wow, (laughs) these girls are really good. (laughs) But yeah, it was a really different experience. Uh, The language barrier as well was hard. I think it's so cool that soccer, our sport, has been such a universal. It's always given me a sense of community, no matter what city Mm -hmm. I've moved to and like you said, even if you don't speak the same languages, you're sharing the same love of a sport and you're playing together. 
I mean, definitely now I look way more forward when I play in co-ed leagues, the beers after the game. I'm like <laughs> the halftime chatter. That's like what really gets me going. But yeah, it's just in every city I've moved to, that has been the one thing that I'm like, okay, a staple every Tuesday or every Wednesday, I know I'm going to meet up with a group of people and just spend an hour playing. But really like the value of those friendships is always what makes it mm-hmm. enjoyable for me. Um, it's very similar to how I look back at college soccer. Like I don't remember the minutes played or, you know, the fouls. It's always, oh my gosh, that fun dinner that we went to at Olive Garden where we just kept looking yeah. for endless breadsticks. And <laughs> that one time Mary Kate ran into the door like, <laughs> when we had just gotten to our hotel, like the little memories <laughs> oh gosh, are, what, so- are what really, you know, make me smile when I look back at college soccer. Which is... Yeah. Uh, like so ironic because when you're in college soccer those things mm-hmm. matter so much like how many minutes you play like I would get such bad anxiety because I would be so worried I wasn't going to be in the starting 11 but mm-hmm. then I if I was in the starting 11 my anxiety then switched because I'm like well I'm just not going to be good enough and I'm immediately going to get subbed out like it was like there was never a moment where the anxiety was gone it was just like one stressor over the next over just like constantly not feeling good enough to be there or yeah whatnot and I'm like god this is just consuming my life and then the second you're out of it you're like oh man remember when MK ran into the door like you don't (laughs) even remember (laughs) yes I would say my journey took me like a full year to really appreciate all of the things after college that it brought me and even how it's helping me still now in the Mm -hmm. business world with the structure of like you know, you go and we have our end of the year review with our coach, right? It's very similar to the end of the review with your boss and how you should relate to your coworkers and bring them up when they need picking up or, you know, maybe be the critique if they, you know, just need someone to talk to. So that whole feeling took me a while to get there. I will say it was not an immediate transition for me. No. We, when you, y'all hit your senior year, I mean, we all graduated in 2018, but then I took my fifth year and I, Tracy and I lived together with Rio. From there, it was like, I was still in it and y'all were out of it. And it was, I remember like we had something like a party and I was like, y'all should come. Like, it'll be fine. It'll be normal. Like y'all, you know, you know, everyone there. And I remember Tracy and Rio were like, no, no, like, we'll let you guys have your time. Like, we're you know we're done we're out of off the team like and I didn't understand I was like oh, I mean yeah I guess it makes sense but like not really when I was done playing as well I remember like Alyssa would invite me somewhere and I was like ah oh, like I'm just gonna let y'all have your your time like you're all on the same team and you know we're not as much a part of it anymore and I could tell she was like no you are like you'll always be a part of it but it was that that switch like I didn't understand it until I was done how is that for you Trace living together but then seeing me going and playing and not playing with y'all that was um a kind of a cool transition because I feel I felt like I wasn't fully removed from it just yet like you would tell me all about like the after the game speech and you know the fun pregame and what meals you guys would have before your big games and I think for me I loved seeing that spark in your eyes still because it is such euphoric four years when you are playing with all of your best friends and you have something to bond about every single day in and out. Like you're in the trenches with these girls. 
every single feeling that they've had, we've had. And I loved being a part of that fifth year for you because also, I mean, Cougs were killing it. Energy was high. It was super positive. So for me, it was hard though, when you would like put on your outfit and go to game day. I was, I was definitely a bit jealous at times, but I think it was more me reflecting on, oh, those were such four great years, but I'll never have that in that exact same vein again. So I was excited for you that you still got to experience it. Thanks, Webs. Yeah, it was very much grass is always greener. It was always just like, oh, they're going to do this and this and I have a game or it was I'm on the bus, but I'm like not with all the girls I started with. Um, I think it's for you because you had so much girl time. Like, I love that part. You're 24 seven around your best friends and then transitioning into, you know, regular life. You see your friends, you know, for Friday happy hour or maybe a Saturday dinner and you have to maximize on that time you have together. And now, you know, we're all in different parts. So we have to maximize on the FaceTimes we give once every three months. Yeah. So that's it's always different. That's the hardest part is like going from the 24-7. Like this, I knew like the smallest mundane feature of everyone's lives. Like, you know, if your hair was messed up that morning, like I knew about it. Or if you had an amazing dream, like we knew about it. Like it was just that feeling of, I know these girls almost better than I know myself. And now you're like, oh, I wonder like how Tracy's doing or Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what, what was her weekend like? And I think that that was the hardest transition for me was just like not being as in tune with you guys. What about now? What have y'all been doing? Like hobbies? And I always, I like the word hobbies, but it's like, what do you like to do for fun now? I have recently uh, picked up pickleball and it has been so fun to learn a new sport where I don't feel as competitive as I have in the past with co-ed soccer, taking a brief break from co-ed moving. I just moved to a new city. So, and that's what people do in Florida. They play pickleball and it's awesome. (laughs) And again, though, it's more, it's teaching me that sports in general is a sense of community. It's not necessarily just soccer. I'm really, I'm having fun. That's like a Tuesday staple in my routine. Um, Yeah. And and we're also in the season of life where there's a bunch of weddings and baby showers and all of the events. So I'm enjoying getting to celebrate that with people and travel and go see different cities. Hopefully come see me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I don't have any consistent hobbies um which is like my own doing but I I guess just traveling uh like the way I'm currently living with month to month kind of movement it's hard to get into anything really consistent which is probably the biggest downside to what I'm doing because I actually love habits and I'm a creature of habit. I guess every new place I go, I kind of try and do something new. So when I was in Asia, I was into um, pottery and like learning how to actually, I mean, here's like, here's a beautiful thing I made. <laughs> I'm not That's good beautiful, at it. Hannah. So I'm like, just trying to figure out things that interest me because I don't I I don't have the ability to like join a team or anything because I'm just not there long enough um I actually think in London because I am here longer than I am other places that is something maybe I should do but it just again I'm like I I don't want to like put myself out there because I just have such a weird relationship with soccer too where I'm like oh I love it but 
it makes me feel so insecure about myself. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to like put myself out there like that. So hobbies, boxing, I guess. I, I definitely, I try and box everywhere I go. Yeah, I guess traveling. Is traveling even a hobby? The amount you do it, it is definitely a hobby, Hannah. Very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's a hobby, but I'm trying to settle down, trying to settle down more so. But I'm not liking it, so who knows a lot. <laughs> Was there What's anything that you specifically remember that y'all did that helped when you were having a hard day or a hard time? I feel like the transition period for ending soccer was weird for me. Like I said, because I was actually relieved when soccer ended because, and I don't know if you guys felt this way, but like it almost for me, like the better I got at soccer and like the, the more achievements, the more praise I received from coaches or the higher, higher level I reached, it was almost like the worst my mental health got because I was getting, even though I was getting praise, I was getting just as much critique on like what I was doing. Um, and that sort of reached a um, height at college soccer. Cause you're like, wow, I'm at the epitome. You know, I never grew up really wanting to play, play pro. It was all, Oh, I'm going to play college soccer. Like I'm going to play division one soccer. That, that, it, that was like my peak. Um, and so when you get to this level, but then you're just kind of constantly berated down, like you can do better, you should be better. Like, I'm not paying you to be here to like be mediocre, you know, that type of, you know, mentality. I was just like, why am I so bad? Like, why am I so bad at this thing that I'm supposed to be so good at? Um, so when it finally ended, I was like, okay, now I can grow and like be good at other aspects of my life. So the transition for me was more just trying to figure out what else I was good at because I I'd focused so much on one thing my whole life I didn't know what else I could like really do I still don't really know what I can do <laughs> so that transition is still happening <laughs> I think in we're all progress. in progress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> work in progress the transition was like w interesting for me it was like I said more so not being near my friends was like the hardest part of the transition because like I didn't realize how lonely I was going to be during that period. I leaned a lot on players that had already gone through that transition to talk to. Uh, my older sister graduated uh, from Winthrop University in South Carolina, and she was phenomenal. Definitely a lot of long calls after I had a couple glasses of wine and like, I can't believe it's over. <laughs> Especially like those first two months. It's just so crazy. You go through... I mean, from the time that I was four years old, I loved soccer and it was always such a big part of my life until October of my junior year of high school. You, I knew I had committed to college at Charleston. I knew that's where I was going. Those next six years were perfectly carved out. And she was so good at reminding me like, this is freedom. Like you're given now this gift of you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. You can move to whatever city you want. All of those hours, um, that were planned for me in the past. This is now a gift I've been given back to do something different with, take on new hobbies and stuff. So she was very instrumental, I think, in, in that period after. And even Hope Walker, another girl from CFC, someone that had been through exactly what we had been through. She's still a great friend and I still go to her for advice. But I think leaning around the people that have that experience is really important. 
I think the way you just described it as like getting back your freedom was like almost exactly how I saw it. And like, that's like such a good way to phrase it because you really do like, it's a flip side of the coin where you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all this time? And oh my gosh, what do I do with all this time? Like I can do anything. Um, so yeah, I think that that was a really good way to like describe that feeling. Yeah, I love that that reframe of you have the ability now to like learn new things and not feel guilty for not going and like training and instead maybe going to a pottery class or like doing something. Tracy, you were always, if I wanted to do something, I was like, Tracy will say yes. Like Tracy will do this with me. Like Tracy, you just like put yourself in situations that might've been uncomfortable or scary, but like you just did it and kind of like flowed with whatever was happening it was it's amazing and still do like you're so good at meeting people and like just joining a team or joining a club and being like well if I don't like it I don't have to come back I can say I've had a lot of funny stories come out of Sudaria (laughs) (laughs) but but it is funny you say that you know for the first time I moved to Miami five months ago and I had never moved to a city though that I had no connections with Mm. so that has been a fun typically it's like oh a friend of a friend you know will set you up and it has definitely challenged me in ways um again it's it's dating to find friends is like going on first dates with boys right it's like almost harder it it is and you're judging and you're like oh my god is she gonna text me that she had a fun time after (laughs) okay and this is where zoom cuts us off which is an abrupt ending, but we will continue along this conversation next week. I am so grateful that Tracy and Hannah joined us this week. They're two of my closest friends and I learned so much about them and thought I already knew all there was to know about them. So stay tuned for next week. I'll talk to y'all then.